This is where I was talking about in the change of location breakout. Like you might have a location breakout different in the winter than in the summer because that dehydrated cell is just not getting what it needs. But it's like, why is it not getting what it needs is where it comes to. She's casting over your nodding. My breakouts look completely different in the summer versus the winter. Like, mm -hmm. yes. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. Hey, we, hey. Are, we are back, and we are back and starting out with our review of the week. These have been so fun to read. I've been enjoying this. Luckily, they're all positive, so that's a good. <laughs> that's good. It's good we'll for the take it. Because <laughs> you know what? Knowing me, I would like have to read the negative ones too. Um, because I just can't, it's just, it's like injustice if you don't, right? Which Enneagram oh, yeah. 8-ness, it's just, yeah, you can't do it. So, um, this week's review is from SLK6224 and she says, so good. Love these strong women and the amazing range of topics they cover on their podcast. Can't wait for the next episode, XO. Um, hey, did we just get called strong women? We heck did. yeah, yeah. Thank you. And thank, thank you for you. listening. Um, we love it when you guys go and leave a review for the podcast in iTunes. If you don't have iTunes, you can just share us in your Instagram stories, share us on whatever social media platforms that you use, screenshot what you're listening to, share it with your friends, share the link for the episode with friends when you're like, oh my gosh, this episode would resonate with my friend Becky so much. I'm going to send it to her. Um, it helps Yay, us Becky. <laughs> like, Hey Becky, what's up? Um, <laughs> I thought of that cause I literally just sent a podcast episode of another show to a friend named Becky. Oh, funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it, uh, it, you know, it allows us to reach more people. It, it brings up the ratings for the podcast, which help other people find out about what we're doing. And, um, and we just really appreciate it. So thank you for thank leaving you. a review. We love you. And mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to keep reading these. They're really fun. Yeah, they are. Thanks, guys. All right, but what's up with you? Lay it on me. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, the thing that's like top of mind for me is that we just got to meet our friend Sharon, who is oh, a, so is a listener of the podcast. So hi, Sharon. We love you. Hi. Um, and she is a beauty counter consultant who's on my team with whom I've never met. 
And uh-huh. it was like, we've built this really beautiful friendship over the last year. I know the two of you have built quite a friendship over the last year. Yes. Um, we all obviously work in business together, but we also do life alongside one another and highly recommend you guys. This is like, let's just call this a shout out. Like go follow her <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> She's, Seriously. she's at blooming hive on Instagram and I'll double check and make sure that's the handle and share it with you guys in the show notes. Um, but she is just one of my favorite human beings. She's a, a doula. She's a yoga instructor. Um, she does like hypno baby stuff and Kundalini oh, yoga. So cool. and she's incredible. Um, and I love everything that she talks about and just supporting her in her life and business has been just a really great joy for me and an unexpected one. Um, she signed up on for beauty counter with her sister-in-law who is on my beauty counter team and so I actually didn't even know her and we had our first call together to kind of get her set up and 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 ready to to get going with the business and she just became this really beautiful and wonderful friend in my life and I'm just so grateful for her and she's one of those very few people for me that like matches energy and effort with me which is pretty Mm. rare for me to find um and so I just adore her and so we actually got to meet her in person like she came to my house in this the tiny little town that I live in (laughs) because she was in Oregon at the time and driving through and I get to see her again this coming Friday so I'm I'm really excited and it's just it's so nice to have everything kind of come full, full circle and it was just a reminder at like you know we we talk a lot about like developing community and like the conversation that that Jess Gertner and I had on the podcast about like authenticity and social media I think this is one of those times where you can look at the internet as like this annoying thing that is fake and whatever but you can also look at it at a place where like really real people can connect and become close um, and be very intentional with their time and their words at one another. And I think it's just a really beautiful thing. So yeah. Like what are you seeking? What are you, what are you looking for? Or is it just happening at you? <laughs> yeah. The internet, when it happens at you, it can be a pretty ugly place. Yes. And so, um, you know, if you use it intentionally, it can just bring you a lot of really joyful relationships. I, I be- truly do believe that. Um, and she's, she brought her little guy over and our kids are very close in age. And then Lucy was over, Genevieve's mm-hmm. daughter. And so the three of us got to get together and hang out. And the kids, like, played seamlessly together. It oh, was man. Got beautiful. dirty, had fun. <laughs> they had a great time. It was so fun to watch them. It really was. And it was kind of the same situation where the kids online relationship is coming to fruition too Mm -hmm. because we send videos of our kids back and forth privately to each other in Instagram. Mm -hmm. And we also post about our kids in stories and things like that. So that, and we watch it while, you know, our kids are next to us. That's kind of the fun part. They're like, oh, I know this person. (laughs) And whenever the kids uh, come up, when my little guy is like watching Instagram stories next to me, he just, he absolutely loves it. And it's just like, can you you replay that again and again and again? Every time does Lucy do the same thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or my favorite part is when she's not next to me, but she hears his voice over my phone and she goes, (gasps) And she wants me to play it over and over again. Uh-huh. It's it's super sweet because it's, I think there's something different about watching kids of friends, you know, your friends play together and get along. There's just, yes. oh, there's something full circle about it that feels so good to just be like, you guys kind of, you guys can kind of chill. You guys can do this because I really like this person 
you know, I like your mom or I like your dad. So you can play together nicely, please. (laughs) (laughs) And it just makes everything feel so energetically calm and peaceful. I think that was the cool thing that I noticed about meeting Sharon was that it didn't feel weird. It didn't feel new. It just felt like you're here. (laughs) that's just just totally normal yeah I mean we just picked up conversation like we do when we're on these calls together anyway and I don't know it was just so wonderful to have that conversation even just a little conversation in person like yeah and it's it's really beautiful to just share life and business together and yeah be great friends in the midst of all of that because it's not always the easiest thing to do I mean we've been talking about friendship on the podcast and you know, sometimes mixing business and friendship is hard, but people like Sharon yeah. make it real freaking easy and ditto mm. to you on that one, my dear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's up with you, lady? What's been going on? Uh, what's up with me? Well, truth be told, what's up with me? I mean, this may sound trivial and silly, but it's really not. So I've, I was fortunate enough to have branch basics branch basics send me their like starter beginner kit Mm -hmm. and i wasn't familiar with it i've heard people talk about it it was genuinely this like you know i mean everybody should and can clean their house right you know i mean of course like i know you have someone come clean your house but you still have these moments where you need to clean something somewhere you still have to wipe up messes right yeah exactly and uh, and, you know, adding my children that are six and nine into the mix, like they need to start doing these, some of these responsibilities themselves. And so you just become so much more cognizant of what they're touching, what they're exposed to, what they're breathing in. And so, you know, a while ago, probably all close to five years ago, I ditched pretty much any spray cleaner. Like I was just like, we went straight to Norwex cloth um, because I just didn't at the time, you know, about that time, things just, there wasn't a lot of options. There was... Everything at the grocery store, the normal stuff. So basically we went straight to Norwex cloths and it's been doing the trick. Like we, I've been able to hand off like window washing responsibilities and things like that as my kids are getting older and I feel good about it. But man, when I got that branch basics in and I was able to use a spray to clean my countertop. And I mean, we can talk about the conditioning that's happening there that I grew up with spray cleaning. And so that feels satisfying and it's clean. It's the only thing that makes you feel like your countertops are clean. Like, let's be real. Even if you know better. Yes. Well, and my countertops have kind of been the bane of my existence because the the way my countertop looks is it's like marble or like, um, yeah, marble squares. And so there's grout there and the texture, the not the texture, but like the color that's on it. I can't see anything. I can't see when there's dirt. I can't see mm. what you think would be a blessing, but it's not when you want to make it clean and you have a decent amount of space to cover. It's like, I don't have time to like clear off my whole countertop and then wipe everything down from back to front and and make sure I clean every living surface. I just kind of need to see if there's a mess there and do I need to clean it? And and with my Norwex cloths, I was getting to the point where I was going through them super quickly. Like I was washing them probably a little more than I needed to. And so to add the benefit of Branch Basics has just been so satisfying. But it's been really cool because it comes with a concentrate when you're in the starter kit it comes with a concentrate you get all the bottles you get a laundry detergent bottle you get an all-purpose spray a bathroom um I know that there's more to it than that there it also comes with like an oxygen booster for your laundry but you get to own oh, a um a streak free 
window cleaner bottle and basically you follow the directions for what strength to put the concentrate in and you mix it yourself and then you're left with a decent amount of leftover and I've been using this stuff like I really was like okay if I'm gonna if I'm gonna try this out because they were so generous to send it to me I don't like to talk about things until I really feel like I have a you know have bearings for how good it is guys I really like it yeah I really like it I really like it too I'm a huge fan I'm surprised at how much I like it, to be honest, because I, I prefer Molly Suds for laundry because I think it, mm. it cuts through a little bit more. Is um, it powder or is it? It's liquid? powder. Yeah. So it just depends yeah, on you in that. that in that regard. However, I really like the oxygen boost from Branch Basics. Mm, that was OK. That was it was a really big game changer for some of the laundry situations that we have because. I do laundry for a lot of people. Yeah. So. And we t- <laughs> yes, you do. I do not envy that. Um, I already feel like I do mountains yeah. of laundry and we have two normal sized humans and one tiny human. So. Oh my gosh. So Lucy's birthday was recently <laughs> and my mom um, redid Lucy's organization in her room and it was so lovely. We came back from our St. George vacation that we were on and the her room was beautifully organized and it was her birthday gift and I came into the room and I was like oh my gosh this room's beautiful and she looks at me and she goes and my gift to you is that I'm going to start doing Lucy's laundry on Fridays and I was just like (gasps) (laughs) so I've now offloaded one human being's laundry onto somebody else who willingly asked and said I'll take it I'm like I can't even tell that is literally the most amazing gift anyone could ever give I, when you sent oh, me that yes. message, we were voxing back and forth, which is like a walkie talkie app for those of you who don't know. And I literally just like couldn't give her my real time response because that's not how this app works. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> so as much as like I love my branch basics, I'm super happy to hand off my laundry to somebody else. <laughs> but they can still use your mom can still use branch basics. Like it's cool. Uh, which she is because that's all we Let's got right be real. Now. <laughs> I also get help from my mom with my laundry. So God, let me tell you, I mean. Lots of lots of things going on. My, lots I'm of pretty sure my here. mom keeps us all alive. Oh, yes, hundred percent. Between the ability for date night, kid watching, and the laundry situation, that's like literally the best thing for my sanity. The fact that you guys can leave your house at night because the kids oh are sleeping and your parents are, are also there, like I know, and if nobody guys, really has to change know. anything that they're doing. Like it's a beautiful thing. I think yeah, everybody like, knows, well, I guess if they're relatively new, like Jen lives in a multi-generational household. I do. I do. My my parents and I, we all cohabitate in the same house together because my dad travels a lot for work and it just turned into the original thought process was, well, I'm going to be at my mom's house or she's going to be in my house. And so it just turned into, well, we knew we were moving and it just kind of beautifully came together and we were all super freaked out when we first started the process, but it has been a beautiful thing. And my husband and I have this beautiful process where when we are either feeling sick or stressed or we feel really disconnected from each other, we literally put the kids to bed and we peace out and we go to our gym and we go to, we go, we hop between our hot tub and the pool and kind of do like a hydrotherapy. And we always feel better afterwards because we literally just talk for like an hour and a half and we feel noodly from the the hot tub to pool because it's so cold and uh just it's one of those things that I didn't know I needed until I did it I think that sounds amazing I think and my mom's just chilling on her couch like knitting my mom loves to do a little craft she knits or 
um, she's, does she's quilting around. or does little paintings or scrap. I mean, she does all these things. She'll let me sit in there watching TV and she'll just be like, bye. <laughs> I'm like, well, call me. If then I guess don't call me because I won't have my phone near me. But <laughs> like, that's pretty, that's home, everything's pretty fine. dreamy. And it's just like, that's it's, pretty dreamy. It's so dreamy. I, I never even really honestly even dreamed of that possibility because once I started having kids, I felt so shackled to their and their schedule. I, I truth be told you guys, I was not the person growing up that was like dreaming of being a mother or dreaming of having kids or dreaming of being a wife Mm -hmm. that didn't even enter my mind. I couldn't even, the idea of being a homemaker was like made me sad like i'm gonna just genuinely yeah this is definitely i feel like a conversation we need to have on the podcast um Mm -hmm. it's really yeah just that like vision that you have for yourself and you know wanting a life that's that's um i hesitate so this is such a hard thing to talk about because you don't want to devalue if that's someone's dream but when it's not your dream it's really not your dream like (laughs) yeah or crazy town like you think it's not your dream and then all of a sudden you start thinking i maybe i do want to be a mom and then you have babies and you go oh i do enjoy this mm-hmm. it's like this huge like like monumental universal like massive shift in your head and then you go okay wait who am i <laughs> like what's happening that's been my journey is just I absolutely love being a mother Mm. it is the biggest joy of my life something I didn't anticipate and I kind of knew my mom was the same way and she told me all growing up she didn't she said she didn't want kids and she was married for like a long time like eight years before she had her first kid and she was just like I wish somebody would have told me what I'm telling you right now because she didn't think she wanted kids and then she's like I got who knew this is like, this is all I've ever wanted in life. And I didn't even know I needed it or wanted it. Mm. So I'm like, for the, for the people that know that ahead of time, I'm happy for you. <laughs> you know, and for those of us that are trying to figure it out as we go along, I feel you. <laughs> like we're, we're figuring it out slowly. And for those of you that don't want kids, I also feel you because I was there for a I while. Get, I like, get all of the approaches. I just yeah. feel strongly about my approach. <laughs> of course I do because it's well, mine. You're, you're also an eight though. So that makes total sense for you. I, I honestly, I've said this so many, I don't know if I've ever said on the podcast, but I didn't necessarily think I wanted kids before I had my son. And, and why I was even say before I got married, because when I married my husband, I knew that kids were part of that package deal and not in the sense that I felt obligated, but because that was kind of who we were together. And and I met someone with whom I was like, yes, I can procreate with you. <laughs> Other mm-hmm. people, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. not. Like, and and it, like, man, he's just proved me right and proved me right. Like, he is a true co-parent. We have a really unique mm-hmm. co-parenting relationship. And there are times where he carries the, like, majority of that responsibility. And I... Uh, have the opportunity to carry the majority of, you know, some of our financial responsibility. Um, And he has a full-time job and the amazing benefits that allow me to do that. (laughs) 
but it's yeah. it's a really interesting thing like before when I was young I definitely was like I'm gonna be 35 I'm gonna have a PhD I probably won't be married yet and I don't care I probably won't have kids like that was my thought and then I meet the mm-hmm. love of my life when I am 16 like haha <laughs> 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 that'll that'll change <laughs> things <laughs> I think uh-huh. I think my whole the tagline for my life is like the best laid plans of mice and men. Yes. Yes. Oh, but I mean, from from cleaning things that I love to motherhood to yes, all the things. Yeah, what I is mean, up this, me. you know, this whole show is a tangent. Oh man. So, I mean, I think that's just what's up with me. I think I'm also feeling the end of summer. Mm-hmm. So everything feels epic and big and I'm so ready for a schedule and I feel conflicted. I cannot wait and for a different rhythm and a different routine. I cannot wait. Yes. I'm so that excited. Is exactly where I'm at too. I can't wait. <sighs> okay. Today, our meaty section of the podcast is going to be all about, uh, combination skin and i am so excited this is like it's not the final episode in our skin typing series but i feel like it's like part of the crescendo like we're headed (laughs) there is there's a crescendo so appreciate that you know that there's a legit crescendo of course i do i took like middle school band it's fine i like i like music (laughs) uh but anyway so i like I'm so excited for this. You guys have heard the excitement in my voice when we talked about dry skin in the past um, because Genevieve has really helped me iron out those things. And it's really funny. I think for the longest time, and and you guys have heard me say this on the podcast multiple times. I've said it on Instagram plenty of times like that I have dry acneic skin. Um, but that's not always true because <laughs> I have combination skin. So what I yep. figured out, honestly, just even in the last month or so is that I do have times where I have excess oil production. And in this case, it was not because I was over drying my skin. I was not over drying Mm -hmm. my skin. So Mm -mm. it was a really interesting moment where I was just like, ah, Genevieve, help me. So we sat on my porch and we did a skin (laughs) consultation the other day. And, you know, I just truth, truthfully, like hashtag not an expert. Genevieve is hashtag an expert. And I like my intuition about my skincare was not right. Like it just wasn't true. And I was like, okay, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I know she was literally like, here's my paper. Here's my pen. Where? And it was really hard. I was like, Cassie, don't have an opinion. Like just shut your mouth. I don't have an opinion, which is, (laughs) which, oh my gosh. It's not my natural state of being. Anyways, all of that to say, (laughs) hence the tangents. That we're today we're talking about combination skin and I am very excited. I am very here for this conversation because I think, you know, you talk a lot about how, you know, combination skin isn't always, it's not necessarily like a full skin type, but it's going to get a lot of, of interest and hype because this is like this, it's a transitionary place in your skin, right? The goal is to heal. It's like a moving target. Right. It's a constant Uh moving target. Yes. And combo is so frustrating because you're like mm, wait you're yeah, like wait let's validate my, that right it's now so frustrating you're like wait my skin is dry yeah. wait it's oily wait like it's oily over here but it's not over here wait it's dry over here oh my god it's like perfectly clear and normal this is amazing and then like one thing how changes do i maintain and this like, yeah. it's so confusing and mm-hmm. i am with all of you in the frustration i am with you 
I know. And, and I'm so glad you're validating this ugh. out loud because in a, in a skin consultation, that's the first thing I do when somebody starts to tell me things that I'm like, I do a lot of listening in the beginning. <sighs> and when they start to sound combo, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to tell you, I feel you. I've seen it enough. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> like it's there's just a lot like you said it's a moving target like i said it was just there's just a lot happening and it changes and moves depending on the time of year so you are validated and being frustrated so hopefully today will give you at least enough insight well let me just you know, be the poster child of combo skin right now and i'm just going to be learning <laughs> alongside all of you <laughs> yeah. oh perfect okay so I tell us it. about like defining characteristics of combination skin all right, so this is the beginning of, okay, you're frustrated. <laughs> like, if you're confused about your skin, listen to this mm-hmm. episode. Confused and frustrated. That is the theme of today's Got episode. It. No, just kidding. But theme of no, my for life. Real. Got like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, what you'll find with combination skin is that there's this characteristic of dry and flaking skin sometimes excessive oil and shine um typically you're gonna see some of the oiliness more in the t-zone meaning if you drew a t over like your eyebrows and then like in between your brows and then down your nose sometimes your chin sometimes it'll pour a little bit onto the apples of your cheek but not as often there it's typically very much t-zone related so if you're if you're if you're thinking your combo the the most common misnomer I find is the difference between I have oily skin and I have combo skin because it's really easy to be like I have oil on my face all the time I'm oily it's like there's more to it than that like if you find that you are seasonally affected deeply affected by your the seasons uh, between and then going between I'm I literally have like the flakiest nose but I'm shiny what does that mean and I have, you know, you'll also see blackheads on the nose. That's also a huge sign of dehydration in the skin is um, constant blackheads on your nose. So that is actually probably the number one thing was when people tell me I struggle with blackheads. I have my whole life. I'm like, OK, that's pretty typical for combo skin. Um, like even somebody with like dry oil, dry skin like me, I don't really typically suffer from lots of blackheads or constant blackheads but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, you'll also see whiteheads or milias, what that's called, on other parts of the face. Um, sometimes you'll find that when somebody says, I'm breaking out, quote unquote, it's usually dehydration related because it's usually blackheads, whiteheads. Like when somebody says, well, I get these little teeny breakouts and I, I usually have to go along with like, do you see blackheads or do you see whiteheads along with that, like milia? And usually those go hand in hand and then I can start to get a clearer picture of what's going on. Um, but really I think the, the, the two things that are biggest is, do you have blackheads on your nose and what is your skin like in deep summer and deep winter? Because deep summer, deep winter is the most difficult times to balance the skin. If your skin is trying to do it on its own, which is essentially what's happening. We'll get into that in a second too. But in in the summertime, you're going to, you're probably going to struggle more with breakouts or like true, like whiteheads, blackheads, true zits, you know, the kind that come to a head that come overnight that are like, that was not there yesterday. It is now here now. It's not nodule. It's not painful, but it just kind of comes and then it just doesn't seem to want to go. <laughs> that had that kind of breakout in the summer. Uh, winter, you're also going to be seeing things more like flaky with maybe the possibility of some breakouts. You might even see a location change of your breakout in the winter, but it's still a breakout. Uh, that's going to be the hardest 
thing to deal with with combo skin is just finding ways to balance as much as possible. But that's the that's those are the typical things that you're going to look for um, and to be able to say that you're combo or not. Okay, so the interesting piece about this for me is that this is, again, very real to what I'm going through. And when she yeah. says the deep summer breakouts, I'm like nodding my head while looking at my skin in our video call right now. <laughs> She's like, oh, I man. feel this. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> a lot of like the kinks that we ironed out in my skin were during the winter. And so I just thought dryness was like always the thing for me. And it was why I got acne. And it is a lot of the driving force in acne in my skin. Yes. But I also yeah. can get breakouts from other things. Um, and so I definitely, you guys, if you're listening at the end, we'll have some FAQ. It's probably mostly my questions again. (laughs) And I, uh, I definitely have a question around the blackheads on the nose for you at the end. So guys be ready for that answer later. Um, interesting story with my skin consultations. I find I talk to the most combo skin in the summer and I talk to the most dehydrated dry skin in the winter. Like it's that's and sometimes you end up talking to though. sometimes it's both. <laughs> well, that's the interesting part about combo skin. <laughs> interesting, frustrating, <laughs> annoying, exacerbating. Oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we have all have our things. Um, so what are <laughs> okay? So what are some of the mechanisms that cause kind of or that we see in combination skin? Yeah. So the the reason why this is a little separate is that I wanted to have a conversation around what's happening in the skin, because this is where I find the um, education in my skin consultations is the most effective for people is like, this is what's happening. Yes. And they go, oh, yes, (laughs) that makes so much sense. So a lot of times with combo skin, we're seeing dehydrated skin cells. And what that means is because especially when we get into um, like our later 20s, our bodies naturally, no matter what skin type you are, we have a less ability of water retention in the cells. Mm -hmm. You've heard me say this. I've said this and probably in almost every skin type because it does affect every skin type, but it uh, very much affects combo skin because as our body naturally stops being able to um, take in water then and you have sebum production, which is oil production. Uh, when you have those two things together, I have came up with this analogy that um, makes a lot of sense to me. So hopefully this will help somebody else, too, is that it's kind of like paper mache. Mm. I talked about this in the oil episode, but I want to put it in perspective of what's happening here with combo skin, because it very much changes from season to season for combo skin. So if you have dehydrated cells, you're going to have dehydrated cells year round. But combo skin is going to be really bad in the winter. And so you've got, because we have dehydrated air, people with oily skin will have a little more uptick of dehydrated cells, but not like combo skin. Combo skin, it's going to be like, this is where I was talking about in the change of location of breakout. Mm. Like you might have a location breakout different in the winter than in the summer because that dehydrated cell is just not getting what it needs. But it's like, why is it not getting what it needs is where it comes to. She's <laughs> casting over here nodding My breakouts look completely different in the summer versus the winter. Like... Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what I find interesting about your situation is that we spent so much concerted effort on your skin and the deep winter that I wasn't sure what skin type you were. There was a high possibility you could have been just straight up dry skin, but we wouldn't know until deep summer. And now that I know, I'm like, <laughs> now okay. we know. Now we know, <laughs> you know, and, and so, but back to the mechanisms, we have the dehydrated cells. We also have the oil production or sebum production. And the thing about oil production is that if you think of it as it is the protective measure for the skin 
it's when you employ that with more dead skin cells, it creates a thicker layer of that dehydration, but it also adds that layer of glue with the sebum and the oil production. And so it turns into, okay, how much oil production are we getting on the face? Can we bring it down? Um, can we cut through it to get other products there? Uh, what time of year are we in? Because in the summertime, it's much easier to be able to handle those things because our body's in a more constant state because we don't have the dehydrated air in buildings, in our house, in our car. You know what I mean? So it's much it's a much easier time to deal with that. So the fact that we got you balanced in the winter makes me I have a lot of hope for what we've got going on in the summertime. So but it, it definitely like having that view of what my skin was like during the winter made me afraid to use certain products that are good for totally. my skin now, which is totally really interesting. Yeah, that makes a lot of so sense. Ha- I can't wait to do product oh, breakdown. It's going to be so fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I know I'm going to geek out even more. So this is <laughs> and, and just to like reiterate for everybody like oil dry and oil production in the skin is deeply related to your fat like basically digestion and go back and listen to digestion the digestion episodes that we did I think it's 18 and 19 I think I will forever remember that by the way Um, we referenced it it so many times in relation Mm -hmm. to all things by the way (laughs) like stress skin food all all sorts of things so um if your body is not like synthesizing fat um you know creating fatty acids breaking breaking your food down into usable forms of currency in the body you're not going to be getting the nutritional base that you need those building blocks for for proper oil production in the skin so i'm so glad that you brought that up (laughs) yes so i like Honestly, I have a big problem with that. And I have dry, 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 dry skin. And and so when somebody comes to me and they have oil production on their skin, I have to give them the good news of like, hey, your body's synthesizing. It's doing its job. It's getting what it needs. Now we just need to like work with it. You yes. know? Yes. Well, and people who so at have, least I can deliver some good uh, news. People who have oily skin, it's actually easier to deal with topically than a lot of the other skin types. Um, because there's just a little bit less confusion around it and not that it can't be equally frustrating. It totally can. Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot less, um, that needs to be changed at a like very base layer. Sure. Yeah. 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 And you know, if you guys have oily skin, you haven't checked it out, make sure you go listen to our last skin typing series episode that's on oily skin. It was very, very helpful. Um, okay. So let's jump into causes then. So what are some causes this is where things get skin. real confusing for people because yes. the, this is where the revelation comes in of like, oh, that was that was I was doing that to myself. So a lot of the um, there's really only major two categories. And one is over drying the skin to control the oil problem mm-hmm. um, or the oil production that's happening. Um, there's a lot to that. And there's also not changing skincare with the seasons because it's really easy. It's just, it's just a human reaction to be like, my skin is beautiful. Most people I talk to with, with combo skin have beautiful skin in the fall and the spring because it's this transitionary time where it's like the weather's not as hot. So you're not producing as much oil. You're not sweating as much. There's not as much secretion happening in the fall. And then in the spring, we're getting an uptick. So the body's starting to like be more normalized and it's getting, it's able to be on top of the oil production that it needs. And so anyway, so it's like, if we can work with each individual person on their lifestyle and their products that they're using and the time where they live, so what the humidity is like, like where they live 
and change up their seasonal skincare, that can really make a big difference. But some of the causes, I wanted to specifically break down some of the over drying of the skin that happens because I know that this will trigger some people in a good way. So first thing you need to know is like, when are you experiencing shiny skin? Is it in the morning or is it in the afternoon? Um, Do you work out? And is there sweating involved? Mm -hmm. Uh, How much caffeine are you consuming? Oh, this is a big one. That's a big one. That was a big one. Coming from the NTP, the nutritional therapy practitioner. <laughs> yes, people. Um, what kind of exfoliation are you using? Um, there's there's mechanical and ex, um, physical and um, chemical. Those two different ones will um, yield totally different results. And then are you using what kind of toners are you using? Mm. And, and, and this is the thing is I would never tell somebody with combo skin that they can't use a toner. But it's what are you using and when are you using it in your routine? You know? And then are what kind of moisturizer are you using? Is it deep enough for what the rest of your routine is and your lifestyle and things like that? And what kind of masks are you using? A lot of times these questions yield the kind of results that I need to be able to build a routine for somebody that makes sense for their, because combo skin really needs a very specific regimen for their lifestyle and where they live and all those factors. So it's like causes can go a million different ways. But all of those things I just listed can absolutely affect oil control yeah. and, and oil production. And, and I want to go back to caffeine for a second, too, because this is a really interesting thing that I've been looking into personally, um, because mm. I think I'm experiencing a little extra oil production and acne from increased c- caffeine consumption. Um, Ooh, do tell. I drink a lot more coffee during the summer because I like cold coffee better than I like hot coffee I think and so during (laughs) and I expressly do not drink cold like my husband drinks cold brew year round I'm like I'm not in for that like I'm trying to get this and I love I love warm coffee but I like really love iced coffee so Mm -hmm. um anyways and it's really refreshing and you know for those of us who like don't drink very much and or you know for some of us at all and who don't really consume sugar at all their coffee is a nice like treat almost because you know Mm -hmm. I just do it with some coconut milk or heavy cream or whatever and obviously dairy and I are not friends um when it comes to acne (laughs) but I want back to the caffeine thing like I I go I reach for more of that during the summer and Mm -hmm. the really interesting part is there's this relationship that I already knew about between caffeine and cortisol and And what I didn't know is that basically increased cortisol in the body actually, which I I do know pumps out more insulin. Um, It's part of why stress can increase your body fat uh, storage, all that kind of stuff. Um, But when you pump out more insulin, it causes your skin to produce excess oil. And it also can overproduce Mm. new skin cells. So you can get this buildup of oil and buildup of skin where the thicker and this is why oh. cell turnover is such an important thing in this case right and it mm-hmm, can just increase mm-hmm. your body's inflammation levels um so basically mm, which is a huge factor in acne. yeah so obviously you know first course of action is like if you don't drink caffeine or coffee at all 
then we're, we're just you can think about this in relation to stress if you do oh we're gosh. thinking about it in relation to stress and caffeine so caffeine can be a really big trigger for acne and we talked in our oil dry versus water dry episode you guys this is episode four like this is a, we yeah. released four episodes when we started this podcast this was one of them and it is one of we were the like what most, do people need to know the most that we say the yes most? it's one of the most listened to episodes <laughs> and we talk about internal dehydration of the skin whether it be oil dry versus water dry and one of the studies that we referenced in that episode was the incidence of diabetes and how like the diabetic reaction of insulin in the body affects aging in the skin and dryness and moisture retention in the skin and oil production so it this it's it's so everything is so interconnected so yeah my my caveat to all of this is to if you do have combo skin and you do experience breakouts take some time to figure out are there some things that I'm eating or drinking that could be triggering this kind of cortisol response and or just triggering an inflammatory response in the body because I already know for myself that dairy is a trigger for my breakouts Um, and we'll talk about this more in the next episode about acneic skin and I'm very excited for that because it's just a whole nother ball game right there's combo but not everybody who's combo has acne or has acne consistently um and there's hormonal acne and there's all sorts of other things um but anyways I just wanted to side note on the coffee thing it's but something no I'm glad you brought that up because there there is a lot to it which is part of adds to the frustration of combo skin of like there's just a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that you have to think about, which is kind of exhausting. So it's part of the reason why we want to have this conversation out loud is that sometimes when you're noodling these things around in your head, it's much harder than when you hear somebody having a conversation and you just go, oh, OK, this actually makes sense for me. You know, we got to got to say those things out loud. Yeah, well, I've said it out loud and I'm like, well, I probably should get rid of coffee for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So in case you guys don't know, I don't drink coffee. So I, I drink Ticino and I do Ticino and a dandelion root blend. And I get it when you're because I when I was just out of high school, I worked at a drive through coffee shop and we were lucky enough to have the roasters send a manufacturer trainer out to me. And so I'm I'm slightly a coffee snob. Like I just it has to taste a certain way. And it's like because I know now like when it's done wrong <laughs> let's put it that way so i missed the taste of it but my body and like regular amounts of caffeine are just not friends yeah like i just can't i think that's my, true but i, I yeah. just i'm not ready for it yet <laughs> right i know well and that's i've what gone me completely caffeine free for a very long time but that's amazing. i just it, you know you let it creep back in man Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.